Nations Weary Traveller, welcome once again to the Ministry of Dragons. This is the limited series on the MOS network where we look at the HBO series House of the Dragon. This is Ministry of Dragons, talking about dragons. Um, all the dragons. All of the dragons. Uh, my name is Tez. Mi nama es... I don't know Spanish. I don't know why I did that. Um, <laughs> and uh, joining me on this journey once more into the land of Westeros is Jamie Downing. Konnichiwa. Oh, Konni I don't know. I was going to do an accent again. Isoda Jamie. There you go. That's all. That's all I know. Uh, cool yeah. story, bro. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we're here to discuss episode six: uh, the princess and the queen. I'm going to throw it out there, Downing. I didn't really like this episode. <laughs> I said to my wife, I said, this, this is just like watching another shitter series, really, isn't it? <laughs> but I don't want to be negative out, out the gate. But um, all of my all of my crappy predictions over the last few of these that we've done have proven to be wrong because he's still alive. <laughs> well, yeah, what's left of him? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he looks like he should be... Um, what's the film? Not Blade. Is it Blade? Where they got the guy with the scraggly hair that's really old? Well, he looks like the guy out of What We Do in the Shadows when he's about to go for a night out. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Count, whatever he is. <laughs> <laughs> he but is, yeah, I... He's falling apart. He's missing an arm now, isn't he? Yeah. Like full on arm. Yeah. So I, I won't say I didn't, didn't like it, because I was still quite engaged in this one. I found myself kind of watching it. But at the same time, I was like, I'm having to learn everything from scratch and all of the conceptions and perceptions that i had from the last episode which is kind of destroyed by this one so like i say for me it was like watching a whole new series i mean so i knew at some point there was going to be older versions of alicent and raniera um they didn't pick good actors for them did they or actresses they did not they did not really choose people that looked like them uh i mean i think they did a better job with alicent than raniera yes. um and the, the main thing as well that i kind of thought was odd here was so we've jumped ahead 10 years. Now, to me, I don't think people physically change too much in terms of their face between 18 and 28. Oh, but pr probably <clears throat> more so. I'd say you change more between 14 and 18, which is the time period of the last few episodes. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you're right, yeah. So that's why I was just like, okay, if we're going to do the time jump, wouldn't we have done it before we had the same actress playing a 14-year-old version of Renera and then a... 18 year old version of Anyera getting almost port by her uncle it, it's, it's a difficult one isn't it because you can't really win <clears throat> and you're going to get dickheads like us who are going to critique something that's kind of impossible to avoid I don't know for me it, it was the fact that Sir Fox a lot looked exactly the same they hadn't even put any like grey hair on him or anything and he must be what looks like he's like mid late 20s in the series I'm going to say maybe early 30s yeah so. I, I got very confused with him because until i read this i didn't I, so i'd recognized him in a and we'll get through we'll do the episode rundown in in a moment um i recognized him straight away obviously as the same actor when he's having a chat with uh the queen alicent but then i thought it was then someone different that was training the kids and provoking um a Rhaenyra's new fuckboy. He had his armor off that's the first one we've seen without his armor other than naked porking the queen um <laughs> And the princess, the princess. Did, sorry, the princess. And he had his hair done differently, didn't he? I think. Yeah. So I, I, I mean, I didn't, didn't twig it uh, at all uh, to begin with. Um, but yeah, I just to me, to me with this episode, like them jumping forward ahead ten years. I, I don't. I mean, we've had time jumps throughout the series so far. Not too fussed on that. Um, but it just felt like we're jumping ahead. So we can get to another stage in the story. Okay, fine. Because if you don't have things to go on in between, fine, whatever. Get that as a you know a storytelling device. But then it also felt like they're trying to cram a lot into the one episode. Mm, yeah, there was a lot that happened conversation-wise. Well, we've got all the stuff going on at King's Landing, but then also the stuff going on with Damon and mm, true. arrangements being done there, and then what happens there, and it just all kind of felt like... To me, I don't know, and, to me it just felt like a bit of cramming in this episode. I, I agree, and then you look at Rhaenyra, and I don't know what his name is, but the... the, the what's, what is he, the head of the Guard's Watch, King's Watch, whatever he is? Commander of the King's Guard, that's it. So they're obviously together... 
And in the space of half an episode, their relationship goes from being flourishing, they just had a kid, to he's then banished from the city. And you look at the entirety of Game of Thrones and uh, Sir Jamie and uh, Evil Queen, you know, they had a similar incestuous mm. relationship, not incestuous in this case, but you get the idea. What I'm trying to say is they managed to destroy a relationship in the space of half an episode, whereas in that whole other series, there's, you know, the whisperings that these guys were so worried about in this one episode and all that kind of stuff went on for, you know, seasons of, of episodes until the very end, literally, their love, as it were. And it's kind of, you've crammed a lot of complex story into one episode. So I get what you're saying. Yeah, and There's a lot of different angles that they're showing in one hit, that's for sure. Because, yeah, you basically now got the three, the three timelines if you like i guess is the way to word it you've got king's landing you've got valeria and then you've got um you've got um uh the the other guys <laughs> whatever they're called but yeah it's a busy one it is a busy one it's a busy one yeah um well let's jump into it so we've jumped ahead 10 years later uh raniera has given birth to three boys at this point and we open the episode on her giving birth to baby joffrey uh, interesting name choice. You know, obviously you know that name from Game of Thrones, and I think Joffrey's been uh, mentioned. Uh, Sir Joffrey Lonmouth was um, the name. Oh yeah, Joffrey was the name of the guy that uh, was the paramour of her husband, who got was beaten it? to I death was... in the previous episode. <clears throat> I thought it was. And I was literally just looking for it now. I yeah, yeah, I did think so. Yeah, so he's uh, they've named him after him, or just same name without saying explicitly. But the first thing you notice when you see her, her other kids, they've all got brown hair, um, and both parents are very blonde or white blonde. Yep. Um, so if that doesn't give you an idea that, <laughs> oh, Reniera, and I guess the idea here, because we're not told straight away, this is 10 years later, and it's one of those things, again, where you get the gist of the um the time jump through dialogue um <clears throat> initially I, I mean i was probably i was thinking oh okay so these must be sir Kristen's children kind of assuming that they and, were still and when together I saw, when i saw the commander of the nut king's watch i was like wow well, he's aged a lot in 10 years yeah I, I didn't quite twig and then when i saw him outside the door you know when she leaves that blood trail on the floor and she oh, sees yeah. him outside the door i was like oh that's that, hang on a minute what is that is that that guy's son but he would be very old for 10 years you know what i mean um so yeah i i don't know changing actors for some people and not for others but i suppose how do i word this in a way that doesn't sound weird but you know <laughs> men would age less than 10 years than perhaps a woman of a similar age physically so um i think they could have just put some gray hair on him that's all i'm saying for for me to have him looking as youthful and as the same as he was 10 years prior just kind of didn't really sell the time jump to me it was like oh you've just crammed different actors in hence it's like i'm watching a whole other series yeah it's uh it was a bit uh distorting i guess um the the mixture of likes i mean because as well we see we've got different actors actresses playing these roles from the prior episode so Kristen's still the same actor um we've then got a very visibly aged Viserys. Um, now, obviously, he was an older man, or a you know, middle-aged man, whatever, in, in the prior uh, episodes, who has this... Whatever is basically eating away at him, so that may be also debilitating him, but he is looking haggard, I think it's uh, fair to say. Yeah. Um. So, she gives birth, and straight away, the, I guess, handmaiden advises that the queen would like to see the baby. And this is kind of seeming a bit odd because she's literally just given birth um but uh Rainier is like well no i'm gonna bring her myself um and they arrive and we see the king and the queen we see the king's now missing an arm entirely and god knows what he's got left on on his other arm <laughs> <laughs> but he's looking very aged and uh this is a very conversation heavy episode so the blurb i'm reading and again i only watched this about three hours ago or so but a lot to try and digest. Um, there's a conversation between Viserys and Alicent where, again, Viserys just doesn't want to accept some obvious truths and Alicent saying the children are bastards, but Viserys just doesn't want to listen to it, doesn't want to have any of it. Mm -hmm. um, Alicent tells Aegon... Oh, so again, this is jumping ahead. So 
there's a whole section here which has been kind of missed out, but we meet the kids. So Aegon is the eldest of Viserys and Alicent, and he's got is it one or two brothers? I think he's got one, and Rhaenyra's got three kids, hasn't she? Now? Yes, that's right. Yes, there's two of them, and then three of the blonde ones. Three oh, of the blonde ones. Wrong around. I'm talking about. No, two of them, isn't there? Yes, I think, I think it's, yeah, two, and then um, three of um, Rhaenyra's kids. Um, yes, we meet them. They kind of. My first thought, and bear in mind, I don't even like this particular franchise I'm going to talk about. My first thought was like, this looks like Harry Potter, like uh, <laughs> is it the Malfoys. Yeah, yeah, very much so. And they kind of act in a similar cocky, brash way. Potter? What are you doing, Potter? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mudblood. <laughs> um, yeah, so straight away they're looking like um, potentially they might be like nasty little pricks. I don't know. They just they just had that look of arrogance to them. Um, they look like what I expect a posh kid from, from Surrey to look like. Yeah. <laughs> Blonde, yeah. blonde hair and over over enthusiastic egotistical psychopath so yeah <laughs> it kind of sounds like maybe describing someone <laughs> uh, i don't know anybody like that but <laughs> it's just i don't know I, I guess it comes from harry potter with a potter you expect it to be some posh kid that went to a private school somewhere but anyway, oh yeah I, I digress i just don't know if the sorry was specific to anyone <laughs> <laughs> i hope not <laughs> um but we meet the kids and uh there's a moment where i oh, mean christ there's too many names there to go through but one of the uh, kids are from Rhaenyra's kids is being taught um, the dragon speak because his dragon has has grown. Oh, is that what it was? Oh, that makes sense now. Yeah, because that's how they no can kind of going on. link them, you know, build their bond between them. Might be because I was playing on my phone when that bit happened because, <laughs> as you said, it was a bit meh. Yeah, well, yeah, there's, there's a moment there where it's initially looking like... At first I was sort of thinking, oh, maybe... This isn't going to work. But obviously, it's got he's got his mum's blood in him, um, and eventually, yeah, he did manage to get the dragon to uh, burn a goat, burn a goat alive, doing its I won't say phosphor dar, but I think that's from Skyrim. Um, whatever the dragon term is, Chakaras. Uh, Chakaras. Um, yeah. Um, da, 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 da. No, Chakaras is the name of Chakaras uh, is the name of one of the kids. Oh, I thought they said Dracaris to make the dragons burn stuff. No, Dracaris is the name of uh, one of Rhaenyra's sons. Well, I don't know. I don't. I don't know the dragon words. Maybe it is as well. Who knows? Mm. Um, there's a moment where the uh, we're finding out that n- not just because you're born into this family, you automatically get a dragon. You get a dragon egg, but there's not always going to be a situation where that egg actually. Bonds. Cra- well, cracks and births, which is why the youngest, um, the youngest of the queen, hasn't got his own dragon yet. Uh, so they say, "Oh, we've managed to get you a dragon," and they bring up a pig with wings on it, um, which is yeah. obviously a bit of teasing. But then we get a strange moment where this, the youngest of the queen's kids, um, goes down this dark slope and again i was watching this during the day and it's dark as anything so i've got the brightness turned up fully on my tv and i'm still like i can't really tell what's going on here <laughs> but he goes down into this uh pit where he sees a dragon i don't know which ones they are they all look the same to me uh and the dragon then shoots its fire up onto the ceiling and he's getting told off for that which again i was very much like is he not allowed to go down there? I don't get it, because the other kids went down there to bring the pig up. But what was yeah, the pig you're doing? Right. I was very confused by that whole... Yeah, so the pig would have been hiding down there. And I don't... Did anybody actually bring... Yes, people did bring the pig. Did they bring the pig up? Because it would... I'm... Where I'm trying to go with this, would it have just been running around down there on its own? Would it not have got eaten by the well, dragon? That's, that's the thing, because where, where would the pig have been kept if... Unless the other dragon was down a twisty... I don't know. I... Was... He did. I, th- I think. I think he did have to walk a little way to find it, and then it was kind of sleeping slash resting, wasn't it? But then why didn't yeah. they kick off with the other two going down there if it's not their dragons? Yeah, I very confused. Very confused by that whole uh, that whole scene and what was guanin, so to speak. Um, we then get uh, an awkward moment where uh, which one is he called? Da, 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 where Aegon the eldest. Just jacking it naked out his window. Oh, yeah. 
I was, like, well, I was laughing when this when I saw this. I was like, "What the hell?" Like, what? what? Yeah, I didn't get that. I didn't. It's... I think it's just for Soja's personality, isn't it? That yeah, he's a bit of a arrogance, little, little shit. Um, going back to our previous conversation. So yeah, I I did think that was a little bit OTT, but I suppose it sets the tone for the character. Yeah, yeah, I suppose so. Um, but yeah, Alison comes in. Doesn't say anything about what he's doing. Like, what on earth are you doing? To get down from the window, she's just like straight into talking business with him. Yeah, which yeah, it's is, almost which... like she's used to hit that weird behaviour. Yeah, and he's just like, oh no, mummy, no. Could you imagine uh, your parents walking in on a danger wank? You'd be absolutely petrified. You know, whereas he's just, for him, it's just normal. And he's she's just... just like, whoops. Oh, oh, oopsie, caught not again. again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but Alison says to him that, look, he must eventually fight Rhaenyra for the throne because sooner or later she's going to take the throne and she's going to see any potential threat to her claim to the throne as a threat and and potentially deal with it as such to put him and his brother in danger. Um, So I guess what this is kind of doing with the moment with Alison talking to the king about the kids being bastards uh, and also Alison speaking to Aegon She's very much, I wouldn't, I'd say it's teetering between paranoia and wanting to be ready because of what she foresees coming. There was another moment. So at the start of this episode, thankfully, because of this being one of those shows coming out weekly, I can't remember a lot of what happened from the previous episodes. We do get a previously on House of the Dragon. Yeah. And I would normally skip through that, but I was like, oh no, probably a good idea to actually just remind myself. <laughs> I have no idea what's going on. And it, it played up the importance of the moment of um, some of Alicent's uh, people talking about, um, they say wearing the colours of House Hightower is a, a call to arms going to war. Yeah, that's for like, it, yeah. military action. And then it shows her walking in the green dress. And again, that made me think, I'm confused because she didn't do anything at the wedding. She walked, uh, yeah. not the wedding, but you know, the kind of the celebratory thing. And and because they, they uh, show you that recap at the start, I expected something to happen or come out based on that dress, but there was nothing. So all I can assume is we're going to see in a later episode and it was just reinforcing that that happened 10 years ago. Like, 10 years have passed. Why would you do mm. that? Like, what was the backstory? So... I'm intrigued to see where that goes, that's for sure. Yeah, I'm a little bit uh, confused with the, the the relevance of that at the moment, um, mm. especially because of it being in, like I say, the, the recap, you kind of think, oh, they're going to play something th- something in regards to that in this episode? Not too sure. Not too sure. Um, so, we then cut to a scene with uh damon and i I guess now his wife uh lena who i believe must be the daughter of um christ i can't remember his bloody name the guy from the Steepstones, uh the one that was originally going to be married to or was proposed to be married to viserys but he was like oh no she's way too young and the one um her name lena she i guess was the one at the previous episode that damon was like oh, i don't care that you're betrothed to someone i'm going to chat you up they're now together and there's a scene with them riding on their dragons where i which i thought this doesn't look very good i didn't i thought <laughs> i thought this was like oh these effects aren't See, great. i thought i was the one that always was always negative it's you this week i'm i'm glad it's not me but i'm, no, just, I, I'm just being honest i'm not yeah. sunshine and rainbows all the time <laughs> no i think you're right i was i was i think i said this on the very first one of these that we did that i feel like the even though technology how long is, how old is game of thrones when was game of thrones 10 released? years old I 10 think. years old to me the cgi in this maybe it's because i haven't seen game of thrones for like three or four years but the cgi in this to me seemed worse than game of thrones but then Mm. maybe game of thrones had a higher cgi budget i don't know yeah i'm not too sure i I just i just thought this moment in particular with the riding on the dragons and i guess i guess if you think specifically the dragon riding moments near the end of game of thrones None of them looked particularly great when you got the close-ups of them on the dragon. It did just maybe look like it. maybe I, maybe I just don't remember what they yeah. look like, and I'm comparing it to. Um, you know, it could it, it could be that CGIing a dragon being ridden by someone is incredibly difficult. Specifically, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, but I remember oh, yeah. just, I, I, just watching that moment. I was like, oh, this doesn't look that great. <laughs> um, but I guess it was kind of showing that Damon 
appears to be in love like his missus is quite sort of playful there's a moment when she's flying up and gets a dragon to blow out a bunch of fire for him to then fly through unfortunately they uh they have um you know they're, they're kind of fireproof um um targaryens so that's why it didn't affect him um but we also see that they've got daughters uh Bela and reyna and they're having a meeting with the prince of pentos um who offers a lordship in exchange for an alliance against the resurgent triarchy which is the crab people um so they're kind of coming back causing more issues at the steep stones um Again, this is this blurb is kind of jumping around a bit because I think this moment happened much later in the episode. Uh, but we'll we'll go to we'll go through it as it's written here on on Wikipedia because I can't remember beat for beat what bits happened when. But I mean, first off, what did you think about um, seeing Damon here, kind of seemingly settle down? He looks normal. My, it's exactly yeah. He, he looked happy, and his mannerisms were different. He wasn't looking slimy. Like the bit for me was when he was sat at the desk upstairs and she comes up to talk to him and says, what, you're actually considering this? It's going to weaken us. And he, he turns around and grabs her stomach and kisses it, kisses the, the unborn child. Mm. That's the kind of thing you expect a normal, not insane, didn't murder his wife with a rock kind of guy to do. Um, uh, so, yeah, you're absolutely right. He seems level. He seems happy, which is a com complete stark contrast to how he was in the previous episodes. And when I saw him in the last episode kind of, getting with her if you like when he walks down to her on the dance floor what went through my head is what's his scheme what's his plan and it turns out his plan was to settle down with her and be happy which i was not expecting i was expecting mm. him to use her in some way or use her to get back at his uh, his brother sorry yes yeah, his brother yeah so yes i was surprised to see him not trying to murder anyone for an episode and I guess as well that we, we know that he is more decisive than Viserys. And we get a moment kind of mirroring the first episode. So uh, Lena is uh, pregnant and she's at the stage of giving birth. But she's kind of having a similar thing that happened to the, the OG queen where the, 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 <laughs> the baby is stuck and they can perform an operation. But there's no guarantee that the baby will survive. And doing this operation, the mother won't survive. Um, and you can tell straight away his first kind of concern is for his wife. Like he's, he's obviously she's pregnant, but is also just like, what about what about my wife? Was far different to his brother, wasn't it? Because as you say, he was like, will the child survive? And he said, we cannot say. And what about what about her? Will she survive? So he still put the kid first, but not in the same way as the king did. I would say he no. was a bit more. Well, I'm not making that call then. Whereas he was like, I just want an heir. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, because I guess um, Viserys had that uh, kind of straightaway pressure of you have to have a son. You know, you've got a daughter. She's now like, what, 14 years old. You need to have a child, um, have a son, you know, have an heir to the throne. Um, and I, he, I guess, I mean, I can't remember if he actually said, no, don't do it. But the implication here is that didn't say to go ahead with this operation because of knowing that it would kill her. But Lena, unable to give birth goes to her dragon Rhaegar and gets herself incinerated. Yeah, that was kind of Ooh. surprising. Uh, although, oh yeah, surprising. I, I can't even imagine the pain she would have been in if, no. if it was real life. So, yeah, I mean, hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we see, um, uh, we see Damon and his daughters kind of mourning her. Um, from yeah, genuinely upset. Tower. Yeah. He's not just like, oh well, next. You know, like the king, when his wife went, he was visibly upset, but I feel like he was able to move on and be persuaded to get with a child quite quickly. Whereas well, no, because he, like, didn't, he didn't get with a child, though, did he? Well, he got with that guy's daughter. She, How old was she at the time? I can't remember. Was she 17? Well, yeah, well, yeah but I mean, that was... Uh, the, the persuasion, I mean, obviously it's manipulated, but the persuasion was, go on, go on marry my 12 year old daughter whereas Alison yeah through manipulation but he made the decision to touche yeah <laughs> yeah I don't know he just seems genuinely upset like really pissed off and the fact he's mourning with the daughters shows that he's a family man in inverted yeah. commas you know he's not just doing it on his own just dropping he's like there with, with, with the family looking at her literal charred corpse that was yeah can't even imagine no 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 
But we now see Sir Kristen not looking a day older in 10 years. Um, <laughs> he's uh, showing his he loyalty. He's that time either. Like, no. just as bald as he was the day the last day. Yeah. <laughs> he's uh, now shown to be loyal to Queen Alicent. Mm. Um, even in a conversation referring to, to Rainier, I believe, as a snake and also a uh, C-U-N. See you next. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Catch you next Tuesday. But do you um, notice that she she stops him? Yeah, because it's like well, she's still the princess. Yeah. <laughs> she's still exactly. my daughter-in-law. You know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we can kind of tell that he is very much in the space of this time. One, he's we now definitely at this stage know that he's probably not the father, at least of the latest child, if not maybe the ones before, um, and he holds no goodwill to to the princess so clearly i know that he'd rejected her when she rejected his request in the previous episode to run away together and she basically said look be my fuck boy on the side because i'm i'm gonna get married but i still want you know basically to use you um and he was just like no (laughs) no no thanks um he has some honor uh still at the end of the day um, but we get to a moment where the kids are doing some of their sword training with wooden swords. Um, the eldest of of the queen seems like he could be handy with a sword. He's got he's got some moves with it. Um, I don't know how useful they'll be on a battlefield, but he's a bit swish with it. The, the younger ones clearly a bit cack with a sword because I don't know what the age difference is between them. Bless him. Uh, yeah, he's is a bit like oh god. What's there's going nothing. On there's nothing that breaks my heart more than watching kids struggle to do things. It is the most. I don't know. Really, hum, not what's the right word. Just upsetting. It's like, oh bless him, he's trying so hard. No, I'm, I'm that uh, dictator that's like, no, do it again. <laughs> do it again and do it right this time. Yeah. Five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> and strut (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so there's a moment that that we see in them practicing and we're also seeing the uh princesses uh two kids obviously not the baby because he's just been born um but the two two kids practicing (laughs) and as mentioned at the start of the episode uh sir kristen now without his armor on um basically goading this new character who at this stage i hadn't noticed or seen before i don't know if he do you reckon? Do you recognise him from any previous episodes, or is he just new, fresh on the scene? The commander of the king's guards, uh, Sir Sir Harwin. It's the first episode we see him. So we see him obviously in the bedroom with the boys born mm. to start with, and he kisses him on the forehead, and it's quite apparent that he's the father. So no, this is this is the first episode we've seen him because I'm trying to trying to think back. I don't remember seeing a commander of the king's guard before. So yeah, first time I think. Fairly sure. Mm again it's like let's throw a fresh character in there there you go yeah um and he is uh he is there and he starts uh i think he's running the training again can't really i I think part of the the thing with this moment in the episode particularly i was just like wait who's he and i didn't recognize sir kristen said so i was like okay what's the beef between these two people i'm guessing he's the father then i was very confused for a little while but uh, Sir Kristen basically starts goading him and insinuating that, uh, you know, why why not train them both equally? And there's a little mm-hmm. a little play fight with the wooden swords between um, uh, Aegon and the eldest of the princess's kids. And Sir Kristen's encouraging him, be lethal, don't stop, keep hitting him on the floor, don't give him a moment. Don't let him get up, yeah. Don't let him get up. Um, and when this is broken up by Sir Harwin... Uh, yeah, Kristen's just like, hmm, why would you treat them differently? Sure, you'd want to train them the same, unless you have a personal vested interest in this, like maybe uh, a relative, or something or whatever, or a son, and that's when he gets the shit kicked out of him. So it again, I dare you. <laughs> yeah. So my name. <laughs> Keep uh, our kid's name out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's uh, and Kristen's clearly known that he's got under his skin because he's just laughing. He gets punched in the face quite a few times by this guy who looks like uh, a, a bargain basement version of the mountain because he's a big boy. <laughs> he is a yeah. big boy. Um, Poundland version of the mountain. Poundland version of the mountain, Although yeah. Poundland do excellent Toblerone 
do they? They do. If you if you ever are able to eat Toblerone again, no, no, <laughs> that's the end of that conversation. No, no, they, they do. They do a Toblerone. Do you remember how like, nice Toblerone was? <laughs> well, screw you. But it's like a quid as opposed to like twenty four pounds for a bar, like Toblerone oh, wow. is, and it tastes just as good. So yes, we do. We do go into divulge in uh, Toblerone anyway. I'll stick cool with story. my wholemeal pasta, <sighs> broccoli and chicken. Yay. Yay. Um, this, but this moment, which is very open out in in the open in the in the courtyard, uh, perpetuates the rumors of Rhaenyra's infidelity with Harwin. Um, so th- there's rumors flying around. Things are tittle tattle going on, and in response to this, Rhaenyra proposes to um, proposes that uh, Jesseries. So I'm guessing that's the name of the eldest of the queen's kids. Well, to rewind, she she catches. So it turns out that the the commander of the king's watch is the son of the hand of the king, and she catches oh, them yeah. arguing, and he's going, "Son, you've opened us, you've exposed us to lies and slander." And he's like, "Oh, what lies are those, father?" And it's like, "Come on, stop being a turd. We all know what you've done." <laughs> Yeah, and, uh, just so she, she hears that and this is one thing I will say this whole episode made me completely change my perception of the princess Rhaenyra so the previous episode she seems like a really smart really wily woman or, or girl at the time um, and then this episode she just seems to be a bit snaky like it's all about her and mm. it's almost like she's become the kind of the person that she didn't like in the in the initial episodes just my opinion but yeah so so she she makes that proposal after she's heard what's happening because the father was shouting at the sun yeah yeah she sneaks away and overhears that and yeah i i do feel this um portrayal of um Rainier is it, it's kind of like the progression i mean it's not not the same but if we look at um game of thrones and um daenerys now some people kicked off in the last few episodes of the last season of Daenerys doing all this makes no sense blah 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 but uh, to me as far as I'm concerned it made sense because of she'd lost all of her she'd gone a bit mad she'd lost all of her advisors and her response to everything before was let's burn them to death yep. um, so to me it made sense and it was a progression that we saw if we paid attention um, across like seven or eight seasons now not, this is obviously not on the same scale she's not killing people or burning people alive and trying to whatever but we've obviously had a time jump of ten years and People can maybe a lot happened in that period for her to develop in this way, but yeah, it just it didn't seem. I mean, the Rhaenyra in this seemed um, a mixture totally of different. scared, a mixture of like uh, more more calculating, whereas the Rhaenyra before, obviously a lot younger, she's barely barely becoming an adult. Um, the Rhaenyra before was uh, hard headed, but smart um playful um but also a li- like minor elements of egotism i i guess mm. it just it just seemed like again that's maybe something where we could have maybe have done with seeing something in that 10 year gap to see this change in her personality yeah it's almost like she's been crushed down and has gone from being offensive to defensive if that mm. makes sense in her personality she's gone from being bold and willing to stand up in court and shout to quite meek and yeah and a bit more timid i guess well yeah because when she makes the proposal um at the the council she's kind of like oh yeah this this could be an idea yeah whereas yeah. there were an era before it'd been like well, why don't we do this yeah oh, this makes like, sense. Well, i'm gonna stand over here and pour your drink and then tell you what you should be doing you know she had a lot more confidence yeah yeah, yeah she's more more bolshy um yes. Yes. Now we also got a moment. I don't know if this is important or not. When we're seeing the council again, I can't remember how many of these people were on the council before ten years prior. Um, I guess the old. There's one moment with an old man who was getting confused and had to be reminded that they're at a council meeting. I, I wonder now, thinking about it, if that must have been the Grand Maester because I guess he was quite old. Is he the, wearing? I don't remember that. And don't say something weird. It was an old, an old bold guy, and at the table when the council meeting, he goes to say something like, "Oh, we should be doing this," and they're like, "No, no, no." Whoever sat next to him, I can't remember who it is, says, uh, "No, no, no, we're no, at I the council that meeting." I don't, don't remember that. 
it was only a small moment, but it was it was purely because the main focus of the council meeting was uh, Rhaenyra, the Queen, and um, the King, and this little discussion about um, proposals. But yeah, I just remember noticing that and thinking, wait, what? And I just twig now. It probably was the Grand Maester because I guess he would have got quite old and probably forgetful at that stage. Maybe mm-hmm. I don't, know. Yeah. don't know. It's tough to know which characters to to focus on outside of your core. You know, your core ones. Yeah. Um. So Rhaenyra proposes that um Jasseris marry um Elena. Oh, so Jasseris is I guess the oldest of Rhaenyra's sons. Yes, because she's got Jasseris, Lucerys, and Joffrey. I guess is the oldest, marry uh, Helena, Alicent's daughter. Um, but Alicent rejects this. And Sir Lion Strong, slightly, so this is again, kind of cramming a lot here, but um, also separately after this, Sir Lion Strong, the father of um, Sir Harwin and also Hand of the King, offers his resignation as Hand of the King, which Viserys rejects. Yes. So what do you think of these two moments, the the council meeting and how the queen, the king, and the princess interacted, and then also this discussion where, again, he his refusal. There's a refusal to say things out loud, even though there's a lot of inference, there's a lot of assumption about these rumors. Like, what did you think of these moments? So now you've said about the council meeting, I remember it because the king was all for it, wasn't he? He was like, "Yes, that's an outstanding idea." Whatever he says, what a hmm. what a intelligent idea. I can't remember what he says, something like that. And then the queen just shoots them down because she knows that they're bastards. So she doesn't want, I hate that word, but um, she knows she doesn't want them to be in her family. And mm. she recognizes straight away that obviously she's desperate, hence she's doing that. Now, the bit with the resignation is that was it he says, there's a great darkness approaching my house. And he basically said, I think I should leave and quit before it hits because when it hits, it's going to be kind of really bad. Mm. And like you say, yet again, the king does his hear no evil see no evil uh type thing where he's like oh no well you can't leave you've served me for 10 years i refuse and all that kind of stuff and it's him saying i need to go because shit's about to get real Mm. and it's not going to be good for you my king because if it turns out that my son's the father of your you know your your grandkids or whatever they are then you're gonna have problems but he's digging his own grave again Mm -hmm. but then what's annoyed me in this episode he ain't dead and i was saying all the way through he's not gonna last much longer he's gonna be gone next few episodes just you wait something's gonna happen someone's gonna overthrow him someone's gonna kill him i think he's just gonna die from old age and i think it's gonna take the entire series for it to happen that's my prediction quite possibly yeah short, short answer to your question i think it's another example of the king shooting himself in the foot making poor decisions but then you can't blame him if he's trusted this guy for 10 years and he comes along and says oh there's some bad stuff going on at my house he's like well i don't care but it's your personal problems whatever i need you here to be my aid so i do get it he's kind of trusting him and he perhaps should question people a bit more let's put it that way mm. We also get a moment that's not not listed here uh, regarding um, Lainor, the husband of um, Rhaenyra, where he's been going out on the piss, um, and oh, yeah. he basically says, "Look, there's potential of going to war at the Steepstone, which is something else that was brought up at the uh, the, ta- the um, I was going to say town council meeting, uh, the um, the council." Uh, meeting which again the king's just like oh fuck's sake i hate the steep stones that stop banging on about going to war down there yep um but um but i'm a warrior i have to go yeah he's been on the piss and he's just like oh just potential to go get back out there fighting i'm a warrior i'm looking forward to this but the queen or so the princess is just like um no, I think things are going to get difficult here, and I th- would need you here. And she eventually orders him as princess and heir to the throne that you are to remain here. Um, there's a couple of moments here in a discussion they have now and a discussion a bit later on where it's really kind of hammered home about this. Um, is it like a metaphor of a, a sailor? Is a wise sailor will leave a storm before it hits? Yeah. I guess brought up a couple of times. What's it she what's it she says to him in that in that meeting? She says something like, um, I don't want you off whistling at all your was it whistling and winking at all your sailors or something like that. <laughs> she makes a really childish jab at him that just completely makes him look like minuscule. He's probably just like, oh, I'm still gonna do it. <laughs> yeah, St- yeah. Still gonna go down there and uh, say cooey. <laughs> um so we get that moment. Um 
Now, moving on, Viserys does, in the discussion with um, Sir Lion Strong, he does permit Lion to escort Harwin back to Harrenhal. So we take now, your seat. We now know that obviously they come from Harrenhal. Harrenhal was featured quite heavily in at least the the first few seasons of Game of Thrones. Mm. Um, so that's cool, and a little connection there. Um, Harwin leaves after an emotional farewell to Rhaenyra and her children. Now, I'd say it was an emotional farewell to the kids because obviously it's like they have clearly had quite an influence, uh, had him as quite an influence, probably more like a father than their actual... Well, more like a father than their supposed father, um, who they share no resemblance to. Um, (laughs) And yeah, there's not really much said between him and Rhaenyra. But then one of the kids says uh, in regards to Harwin leaving mum am i am i a bastard yep because it's just that like, was fucking that was knows. difficult the way he was looking yeah it's like oh bless him poor little thing yeah it's probably just like well i kind of look like that guy that's just leaving yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> you is, my that, daddy. is that my papa yeah <laughs> um Rainier and her children and Lainor had this again another discussion, another talk of uh, why Sailor leaves before a storm. Uh, discuss going to Dragonstone. Um, interesting move, considering obviously she is still at the stage the heir to the throne. Um, but yeah, they they agree. You know, move out before the storm hits because these allegations are occurring. We again meet Laris Strong, who I think we first met in the prior episode. His, I don't remember uh, who that is. Uh, he was in the prior episode, the really creepy guy with, a, I think he had a bit of a limp or a hunch that was talking to Alison oh, in the garden. Yeah, and was yeah, like, yeah. oh, uh, uh, I, I noticed that the Grand Maester made a drink uh, for the princess. Um, said it had to be brewed special. I wonder what that's about. Like, oh, fuck off, mate. You know exactly. <laughs> that, real, that real slimy person that you just want to slap across the face and say, just say what you want to say or yeah. shut up. Yeah. <laughs> I um... hate cat. It's good. It's good character, but I hate characters like that because you just think, "Oh, you know people like that in real life." You think you twat. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. Oh, I heard that perhaps that maybe you should think about this because I saw something naughty that happened. <laughs> yeah, I totally get it. And do you know what? Again, my wife said she said um, she said I think he might be a bit of a psychopath before mm. anything that comes up happened. <laughs> well, again, at this moment when she's having a discussion, Alison's having a discussion with him. I didn't. I, I'm assuming it's the same actor. I didn't recognise him until a bit later on. I was like, "Oh, wait a minute. Okay, that's who that is." I, again, I didn't. I didn't twig because he seemed to be having quite a. Um, he was basically just listening. Alison has a conversation with uh, Lara Strong, basically confides, saying that she wishes that her father was still, um, still the king's hand, and you know she's. Again, not directly saying about what's happened with uh, Rhaenyra and uh, Sir Harwin, but, you know, she's kind of just saying about her concerns. Clearly, in the space of these 10 years, this uh, this creepy guy in that previous episode has become <laughs> a bit of a confidant for her. Yeah. Um. So, as the, queen, as the princess and that are moving out, going uh, heading off to Dragonstone, there's a moment where we see some guys with a like a pin or a pendant on, which I didn't at first get. Well, I still don't really get what the symbol was. Um, Is that a bee? It might have been. It, it, it zoomed in on something on I them. like a. it's a bee or a wasp or something. Yes, I don't recognise that from if from any significance. Nope, me neither. Um, but what it says here is that uh, Sir Laris um, helps Alicent by having criminals cause a fire at Harrenhal that kills Lionel and Harwin. Mm-hmm. Um, again, at first, I didn't really pick up on things that Harrenhal. I probably had looked at my phone a few times by this point, I'm <laughs> going to be honest. Yeah. But we see Lionel waking up, coughing, because there's a fire, and then seeing that his door is barred um, and he can't open it, and on the other side is Harwin, uh, starting to basically be burnt to death before the, the roof caves in on him. Mm-hmm. And uh, Alison chats it's not mentioned here but Alison has another conversation with um, Laris where she's like I didn't want I didn't ask for this and he's like you'll thank me later (laughs) (laughs) or you'll reward me soon yeah he's basically looking like a creepier version of Littlefinger isn't he without yeah he's got the slime and the 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 back chatting and yeah I don't like him it's gonna be interesting to see what it is that he wants i mean with Littlefinger, we knew that he wanted power and we knew that he didn't really care about how he went for it and he always loved 
uh what's her face um uh, Ned Stark's wife and uh, you know we we always kind of knew what Littlefinger wanted and that he would do anything to get it with with this character Lyris Lyris Strong obviously we've only seen for two episodes and it's six episodes of the first season but yeah it's it just... pretty scary he's he's got that kind of insane insanity about him where you're like yeah you are you're sketchy dude mm. like yeah I don't like him yeah uh, not not entirely sure where we're going to move to next. I mean, who knows? Maybe the next episode's going to be set 20 years in the future. <laughs> I don't know at this stage. Yeah. Um, but it, it seems like there may be because of this jump forward, we potentially have seen the last of um, whatever the actors, actresses' names are. Ba, 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 ba. Um, Millie Alcock playing Renera Targaryen and uh, Emily Carey playing Queen Alison Hightower. Now, the adult Queen Alicent, I did recognise her, um, Olivia Cook. She's been in a few things like Bates Motel, Ouija, uh, horror film. I, I recognised her from a few things. Hmm. Um, but, yeah, the woman playing, and I think she's a similarly famous-ish actress, so I, I recognise the name, Emily Darcy, now playing Rhaenyra. I don't know. Not a fan of this performance. I don't know if it's just the, the, the writing development of the character or if yeah. it's the performance, but I was like... Really is engaging or interesting. This this nope. this Renera. I totally agree. Absolutely agree. I don't know. As I said, it just seems like a completely different person. Not not so much just physically, because you know you could pass off that the blonde hair and the features are fairly similar. But yeah, the characteristics, the mannerisms, her overall demeanor has has definitely shriveled a little bit, and she just seems quite nervous and skitty. Mm, yeah, I, uh, we'll see where this goes. But I mean, I think the most pertinent question, uh, the next episode, episode seven, called Driftmark. Now, for whatever reason, that makes me think water, even though the, the episode after that is called The Lord of the Tides. But a version of a skid mark. <laughs> could well be. Could well be. Maybe after a curry night. Um, <laughs> I, I guess the most pertinent question here is, does Viserys die in the next episode? He's, he's lived so far, probably a few episodes oh, longer than we may have thought. But I hope so. You hope he dies next episode? In the nicest way possible, his character's just kind of done. What's his purpose now, whether to be made to look inferior? Mm. You know, literally every episode now, it's just like, oh, look, we've done this, it makes you look stupid. Oh, look, we've undermined you with this. Oh, look, you're you're about to get screwed, and I'm warning you, but I want you to stay. Oh. So no, he's not doing himself any favours anymore. So I think it's not the right thing to say, I want him to die, I don't want anyone to die. But it's kind of a, yeah, his character's done all I think it needs to do, let's put it that way. Yeah, it's... Uh, I don't know, I mean, I... I, I would say, like, the, the last episode, you know, we kind of had different uh, opinions. I wasn't too enthralled with it. Uh, I, mm. I found myself sort of a bit lacking in attention at times. And this one, I just kind of felt, okay, we're moving forward in time. I get that. I knew that was coming at some point because of having adult actresses cast in in, in the roles. But it felt like, I mean, a case in point here, this blurb, similar sort of sizing length on Wikipedia to the other ones, missed out quite a few different things because of trying to cram in, cram everything in yeah. quite a lot going on in an hour. Um don't know, don't know. I mean, we've also now, as we mentioned earlier on, seen across the sea in Essos, so we're now getting our first sort of glimpse of things over there, which we didn't really see in Game of Thrones till I think maybe season three or four. You're right, yeah. Whichever season was the kind of the slowest one, which I always find wasn't really my favourite to begin with. Yeah, I've forgotten if I'm being honest. I have no idea which season was which. No, it does blend, it does blend. It's the one when... Um, Arya goes off to start learning to be a thief. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like eventually that storyline, yeah, eventually that storyline got got decent. But I remember there's one season in particular, it might be three, where a lot of nothing happens for quite a long time. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, still, I I'm still interested in this show. I'm not poo pooing um, anything. Um, but yeah, wasn't. You. Didn't think this one was a good one, personally. No, but maybe it'll... Like, I didn't really like the first couple of episodes, as I probably moaned about quite a bit on the first few of these. But it grew on me by the third... third which episode is this? Fifth? Uh, sixth episode. Sixth. Like, third, fourth, fifth, I thought were good. Fifth, it was okay. 
this one it's like i'm resetting like i said at the very start it's almost like i'm to get into a whole new series again so i yeah. will see how the next episode goes yes so that means next week um on here on the mos network uh we will be talking about episode seven drift mark um so if you haven't so far on the mos network on youtube or if you're listening to this on uh podcasts apple podcast spotify stitcher a whole bunch of other ones we're charting in india indonesia america uk uh uh, Australia, I think, we're charting there as part of the MOS network. All that good stuff. Uh, please give whatever platform you're, you're watching this on a subscribe, a like. We have memberships, lots of cool things there. Exclusive content that's put for members. All this good stuff that I see have to have to push forward as part of the uh, as part of the package. Um, but thank you very much once again, Downing, for this journey into Westeros. Thank you for having me again. That's quite all right. And uh, we're going to jump to the credits, as I have to kind of say on the last few shows. I haven't updated the list yet of the credits. If your name isn't on this and you're watching this on YouTube, apologies. We'll get updated with you in the members list. Apologies. Um, but uh, anyway, thank you very much. Tatty, bye. Thank you, bye.